Welcome to the King's Word Bible Study. I'm your host, Brother Vinny Fitzgerald, and today we're going to delve into the Bible to bring you insight from God's Word that will help you to grow and to develop into spiritual maturity. These lessons are designed to help guide you and strengthen you in your relationship with the Lord. Whether you've never opened the Bible or have read it cover to cover, this podcast will inform and uplift you. Our purpose is not only for you to know and to understand the King's Word, but for you to live it out in your day-to-day life. Philippians 4 and 9 tells us, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Today, our topic is going to be spiritual addiction. Let's begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13, it says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. Let all your things be done with charity. I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that ye submit yourselves unto such, and to every one that helpeth with us and laboreth. I am glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, for that which was lacking on your part they have supplied, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge ye them that are such. The churches of Asia salute you, Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord, with the church that is in their house. All the brethren greet you, greet ye one another with a holy kiss. The salutation of me, Paul, with mine own hand. Now in verse 15, we find a very important phrase. It says that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. That phrase, they have addicted, is the Greek word exiton. This is the only place in scripture where the word addicted is used. It is very important to note that Paul chose this wording to use. The word addicted is defined as devoted by customary practice. Paul's choice of the word addicted gives us a special insight into the lives of first-century Christians. They were not only a part of the ministry or merely involved with it, they were addicted to it, which is on a level beyond any standard type of involvement. They were totally and completely immersed in the ministry in every way. In order for us to understand what addicted means in this passage, we need to first understand what it means in the natural realm. Every natural reality has a parallel in the spiritual realm. People in the natural become addicted to things that bring them pleasure. The two most common examples are drugs and alcohol. What differentiates an addiction from a habit is that when you're addicted, you can't go without the object of your addiction. Addiction in the natural turns the habitual into the compulsory. When people are addicted to substances or anything else, they can't live without it. They will give all their money, all their time and energy to fulfill the desires of their addiction. The object of the addiction becomes the centerpiece of their lives, the main focus, and the thing that all else revolves around. People are willing to lose their homes, their possessions, their family members, and their spouses, all for the sake of pleasure. Anything that doesn't help them towards fulfilling their addiction is seen as an impediment to their experiencing pleasure, and then they want to remove that impediment. This causes them to lose what they have, which leaves them destitute and with nothing. The very thing that addicts think 
will give them pleasure is the very thing that robs them of all the greater pleasure that they could have otherwise had. The natural addiction becomes a means of escapism, so people can get away from reality because they don't want to cope with their world the way it is. A lot of people become addicted naturally because they've fallen on hard times in life, they're struggling, and they're looking for answers, and they don't know what to do or where to go or who can help them. And because of that, a lot of people are looking for joy, they're looking for hope and peace and love, and they try to find it in things that are not God. They try to find joy from a bottle. They try to find hope and peace from a drug dealer. But in doing that, they miss the true source of what they're looking for. All of those things that they are searching after, the only source of those things is Christ and can only be found within Him. And they're looking for those things desperately and they can't find Him. But it's in Christ that they can find Him. And until they come to Christ, they'll never find what exactly they're looking for. This is why addiction is so important. That's why it matters that we become spiritually addicted. Because it's when we do that, that we can help deliver these people into the answers, into the truth that they're searching after so desperately and that they need so badly in their lives. For people who are addicted in the natural, once you start, you need more and more to reach that same level of happiness that you once achieved. This starts a vicious cycle that brings a person deeper and deeper into the despair that they were trying to avoid in the first place. It has been said that what makes the alcoholic what he is is not how much he drinks, but why he drinks. Addictions always have a cause. It's never for the love of alcohol itself or the love of drugs itself that drives people to addiction. It's the love of pleasure, the love of escaping reality. It's diversion at its finest. Addiction has very negative connotations associated with it in the natural realm. In the spiritual realm, the same can be true, or it can be a positive thing. The word addicted is translated as devoted in many other versions of the Bible, outside of that of the King James, which we're referring to here today. Many scholars argue that translating it as devoted is closer to the original Greek, but when that is done, it takes away from the emphasis and the power of what is being said. They were not only devoted to the ministry, they were addicted to it. They couldn't live without it. They were willing to lose anything for the kingdom of God. They weren't concerned with how much it would cost them. They had their focus in the right place. They found their pleasure in God, his word, and his people. This is spiritual addiction in the right place. It was not diversion that they were seeking. It was immersion. Immersion in God. Immersion in himself and his will and in his kingdom. People can become spiritually addicted in the wrong place too. So we have to guard against this. People do the same in the service of the devil and spirits that are not of God that they do when in the service of God. Stephanus and his household were addicted in the right way. They had an insatiable, all-consuming desire to serve the Lord with a truly and a completely surrendered life. And this desire that was deep within them and the deep part of their spirit manifested in the way that they lived their lives. Let's look again at verses 16 through 18. It says, that ye submit yourselves unto such, and to everyone that helpeth with us, and laboreth. I am glad of the coming of Stephanus, and Fortunatus, and Achaicus, for that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge ye them that are such. We can see from these verses, which are referring to Stephanus and his household, that people who are addicted to the ministering of the saints are giving people because they gave of what they had to supply what the saints lacked. 
and they gave of themselves to refresh Paul and those who were with him. People who are addicted in the natural give to the source of their addiction. That is necessary to keep the addiction going. The same is true in the spiritual realm. People who are addicted to the ministry must by nature give to the saints and to God, who are the source of their addiction. The alcoholic gives money to the alcohol company, who in turn gives him alcohol to further fuel his addiction. Addictions are always transactional in nature, and giving is always a foundational part of addiction. Something always has to be given, even money, or time, or effort, or something else, in order for the addiction to survive. Giving is always an essential component of that. The spiritual addict gives to the saints of God, which are all of us, and they give to God, and God reciprocates by giving love. Spiritual addiction is always fueled by love, by agape, unconditional sacrificial love, love of the saints and love of God. It's all love. We cannot be addicted to the ministering of the saints without both giving and love. People who are addicted in the natural love what they are addicted to, and the same is true in the spirit. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, starting in the first verse, it says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty, that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord, and unto us by the will of God, insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith, and utterance, and knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. We find in this chapter more spiritually addicted people. We find the same foundational motive for their addiction as we saw with Stephanus and his household. Verse 5 says, But first gave their own selves to the Lord, and unto us by the will of God. Love is present here. They surrendered fully to the will of God. It was a total sacrifice of self, which is agape love in action. We see love of God and love of the saints. Love is the motivation, and giving is the corresponding action. The church of Macedonia, although they were enduring great trials and afflictions, and entrenched in deep poverty, they still had joy, and they still gave beyond their ability, and did so willingly. It's also important to note that it was the church of Macedonia that was the only church to financially support Paul. They gave this money to him for Paul's first trip to Corinth, where we first find Stephanus mentioned. Only people who are addicted can give like this. They were completely surrendered to the will of God, and they willingly gave out of their love. We know their addiction, like Stephanus, was to the ministering of the saints. Verse 4 says, Praying us with much entreaty, that we would receive the gift, and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. Normally, people don't give like this, because they're not addicted to the ministry. This is a concept that has really been lost on the church today. Most people don't feel like they need the ministry to prosper and to flourish, in order for them to spiritually survive. So they give according to what they feel they can part with. When someone is addicted, it will always manifest in the way that they give and in the way that they love. 
people who are addicted to the ministering of the saints, need to see the work of God flourish and succeed in order for them to spiritually survive and to thrive. These people are totally surrendered. They've made the ministry their lifeline and their focus. They've made Christ their all. And they are the ones that are able to give in this way. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 20. In Jeremiah chapter 20, starting in the seventh verse, it says, O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. I am in derision daily, everyone mocketh me. For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. For I heard the defaming of many. Fear on every side, report, say they, and we will report it. All my familiars watched from my halting, saying, Peradventure, he will be enticed, and we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. But, O Lord of hosts, that triest the righteous, and seest the reins and the heart, let me see thy vengeance on them, for unto thee have I opened my cause. Jeremiah wanted to quit the ministry. He had had enough. But when he finally decided to leave, he found that he wasn't able to because he was addicted to the ministering of the saints. He felt like the Lord had left him, but the Lord hadn't gone anywhere. God's love was still driving him forward. It kept him going through his darkest season. The word of God was a lamp unto him daily, and the word of God was still in his mouth, and that was what he gave to the saints of God around him, and we again find love in giving present. The same is true of Paul, who continued serving God and giving God's word to his fellow saints, even though many great trials and afflictions were upon them. The Lord never left or forsook him, and it was God's love that kept him going through it all and gave him the strength to keep giving the word to the people. Men like Jeremiah and Paul, along with many others, were chosen of God. When you're chosen of God, you can't quit, even if you want to, because it's built in into you. It's a part of who you are as a person. It's within your spirit. God formed you that way. It's a part of who you are in the deepest sense. You can run away from it, and hide for a time, but you can never truly quit because it's not in you to do so. When parents have a problem with drug abuse and have a child, usually their child is born with a drug problem. They are born with an addiction. This is how it is in the natural realm, and the same holds true in the spiritual realm. When God chooses you, when you are born again, spiritually born into the family of God, you are born with a spiritual addiction, addicted to the ministering of the saints. This was the case with Samuel. He was in the temple of God since he was a little child. He became one of the greatest prophets in history and served the Lord until he died. It was God's love that drove him forward, and he kept giving the word of God to the saints around him. He was born with that addiction within him because God chose him, and we see that evident throughout his life. Daniel was likewise addicted to serving God. This is why he continued to pray three times a day. And while he resisted the evil orders of King Darius, he couldn't stop. Even for one day, he wasn't able to. He kept going multiple times throughout the day. He was able to come out untouched and unharmed from the lion's den 
because of his addiction, because of the God who had birthed that within him. He wouldn't let anything keep him from serving God because he was chosen by God and that addiction within him drove him ever onward. Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were also addicted to serving God. That's why they were able to resist King Nebuchadnezzar's order by not worshiping his golden statue. It was because of their addiction and because of the God who had addicted them that they were able to make it through the fiery furnace untouched and unscathed. They were chosen of God and born with the addiction within them. It was a part of who they were as people. All these heroes of faith and many others were able to not quit and to keep going because they were addicted to God's service and to the ministering of the saints. If we are to properly understand spiritual addiction and its implications, we must take a closer look at Stephanus, who is referred to with the only use of the word addicted in Scripture. It is always important when something is only mentioned once in Scripture, and it's even more important when that one mention directly references a specific person. So we need to find out who exactly Stephanus was. Stephanus was only mentioned by name three times in Scripture. He is mentioned twice in 1 Corinthians 16, which we saw earlier, first in verse 15, where it says that he was addicted, then again two verses later, when it says Paul was glad that he had come and supplied what the saints were lacking. The only other time that he is mentioned is in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. So let's go right now to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in the 11th verse, it says, For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you, but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I have baptized in my own name. And I baptize also the household of Stephanus, besides I know not whether I baptize any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So we see here that Paul baptized Stephanus and his household, along with Crispus and Gaius. Paul said that he didn't baptize anyone else. This is very important to note. It was rare for Paul to baptize. So we had to ask ourselves, what made Stephanus so special that Paul baptized him and his entire household? To answer this, we need to go back to the book of Acts. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 16. Now in Acts chapter 16, starting in the 22nd verse, it says, And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed, and the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in, 
and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out, and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his, straight away. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. So first we see here that Paul was addicted. We see that clearly in that he and Silas, at the midnight hour, at the darkest hour of the night, were still praying and singing praises unto God, even though they were in jail and being persecuted. And that's a testament to the addiction that was birthed within them by their God. But we also must ask ourselves here, who is the unnamed jailer mentioned here? The jailer is Stephanus. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, which was written from Ephesus to the church at Corinth, was the capital of Achaia. And it was written about six years after the jailer's conversion took place in Acts chapter 16. This fact is important because it's 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 16, where Paul is reflecting on people that he had baptized in the past. That's our first encounter with Stephanus by name. The jailer and his household that Paul baptized was Stephanus and his household. And we know this because it took place before Paul mentioned those who he baptized and Paul was reflecting back on the baptism of Stephanus and his household. And we also know this to be true because it's the only time that Paul mentions baptizing an entire household at one time. So why did Stephanus the jailer become addicted to the ministering of the saints? He was addicted because he was present when God sent the earthquake and opened all the prison doors. He saw firsthand and was a part of one of the greatest miracles in biblical history. He thought it was all over for him. He was going to lose his job and in turn lose his life. He considered committing suicide, but Paul convinced him not to. He then repented and God saved his life. He saw and experienced the power and the greatness of God. He felt the love and the grace of God that saved his life and became addicted to the service of God and to the ministering of the saints because he wanted to spread to others that same gospel of salvation that had saved his life. The reason he helped Paul and was able to give to him in the way that he did was because he was grateful to God for his salvation and for that of his household, and he wanted to see the same change manifest in the lives of those around him. The same way that Stephanus was a giving, loving man who was addicted is the same way that we need to be today. We should strive to be and pray to be spiritually addicted to the service of God and to the ministering of the saints. In Luke 18.22, Jesus said to the rich young ruler, Yet lackest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. Jesus wasn't trying to make him become poor. He was seeing if he was addicted, fully surrendered to the will of God. Only an addicted person can follow a command like this. Jesus may not ask us to do this, but he will ask us to sacrifice in some way. And it's at that point that we must ask ourselves if we are willing to go all the way with God. That is the true test of addiction. How far are we going to go? It is God's will for us to be spiritually addicted. We need to surrender all to his will. Let Christ become our all in all and let it show forth in our giving and in our love towards God and towards others. It is giving and love that are the true marks of a spirit-filled church 
and we are the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. It is us who have the spiritual addiction, and we need to activate that today if we don't already have it. Let's make the choice today to get addicted and to stay addicted to God and to the ministering of his saints. That is God's will for us today. Let's operate in it together. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for the testament of these great heroes of faith all throughout scripture who wouldn't quit. They wouldn't give up no matter what the enemy threw their way. And they stayed the course. They stayed faithful through it all. And it was within them, Lord. It was a fire shut up in their bones. And the same is true of us today. That's why we're here. That's why we're listening, because it's within us, Lord. And we thank you that you've put that fire within us, that passion, that desire, and that spiritual addiction within us. It's born within us. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we give it all to you. Use us as vessels in your service, Lord. Help us to submit fully to your will. We give you all of us, Lord God. Take us and do what you will with us. We thank you for that addiction. Help it to drive us to love and to give so that the world can see that you are a giving God and that you are a loving God, and they can know that you are love in its fullness. And Lord, we thank you. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, and we worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you want to become spiritually addicted and have Jesus as a part of your life today, all you need to do is to invite Jesus into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior. Then you need to repent of your sins and ask for his forgiveness. Then you trust that you've been forgiven and you ask for his free gift of eternal life. If you've prayed this from a sincere heart and you truly meant it, then you are now a part of the family of God. Welcome to God's family. We want to thank everybody for listening today. We appreciate you taking out your time to spend with us. If you would like to give us feedback and tell us how much you appreciate this show, you can contact us at kingswordbiblestudy at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about this program and about this ministry, you can visit kingswordbible.com. We appreciate also if you write a review wherever you're listening to this podcast from, and if you follow and subscribe so that more people can hear the King's Word for themselves. God bless you. We want you to know that we love you all, and we will see you next week as we continue to study the King's Word together.